Question, when is a cliffhanger not a cliffhanger? The answer, when you know it's coming. I'll let Steve explain. But I could write that scene and get all that information across without having to say any of it. That's what a screenwriter has to do. And again, you have to do it in a certain time frame. Uh, well, that's the other thing. Yeah, we have, um, you know, we have a general rule of how long is the movie going to be or in television, it's more restrictive. Um, you know, depending on the venue, if you're doing streaming television, then, uh, you know, an hour of television is actually uh, 55 minutes or so. Uh, if you're doing network television, an hour is actually closer to 43 minutes because of commercials. Um, but you do get a sense of how your script will fit in that time element with experience. But yeah, you can't, you, you can't write a tome. You've got to write it within that, which by the way, is the other thing about writing um, screenplays. Uh, one of the important things for new writers to learn is how to layer, literally layer, like different layers. I have to use one line of dialogue to set five different threads because I don't have the time to explain each one of those threads. Right. So you craft the words a lot more carefully because you don't have the option of doing anything else. And, and the other thing is, especially in commercial television, those peaks that you were talking about have to fall at certain times. Well, for commercial television, yeah, there's um, for streaming, not so much, but for commercial television. Yeah. Yeah. And because of commercials, there's, uh, I mean, the old traditional way in the eighties and the nineties, when almost all television had commercials, um, it, it was one of those things that it's, it's hard to teach how to do this, but um, you have to write in such a manner that when you get to the commercial, you don't want the person changing channels. Everything has to, to be know. a cliffhanger. It's kind of like that. It's like the old Republic serials. There's a certain cliffhanger, but it doesn't mean action. It can mean emotional. But the way I reflect it to, uh, to anybody who has watched network television, almost everybody who has watched network television and is used to watching it, they sense when the commercial's coming. Yeah. They don't know how they know that. But they can sense it. They're, you know, they're already leaning slightly toward the bathroom with one cheek in the air as it's getting toward the commercial. And the reason for that is because the writers have crafted it with certain mechanics that are common to this. And you intuitively are sensing them. You just don't know it. But you can tell we're heading toward it's a uh, end commercial. Okay, I got to go do this real quick and I got to get back. You've been conditioned. Exactly. It's conditioned. And that's, uh, you know, that is part of the craft. Right. Let me ask you, so let's see. We've been through everything from answering services to uh, producer to writer to novelist. Um, bon vivant. Bon vivant. <laughs> Last year during a pandemic, you also had another beginning. I did. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, yes, I, I turned into a reptile. It was kind of cool. Yes. <laughs> People are sitting there right now listening to this going, what the hell? <laughs> my god this guy's talented all right you better save that right now <laughs> uh, uh actually there were a lot of things that happened this last year obviously for for a lot of people and there were you know my my 2020 had some bad things that did happen i my brother passed away and yeah. some other things however uh i did get married 
and to an author, as a matter of fact. And she is incredible. Uh, you know, it's like, I, those are the simple words to explain it. We, we have been locked together in this house for the last year. Um, she has a, a day job working with the company that um, had already started work from home. And so her office is just down the hallway from my office here in the home. And we are, we just don't get tired of each other. We are still like kids together. And, you know, I'll text her and say, meet me in the hallway for a quick kiss. And we do that. It's incredibly <laughs> sappy. Um, and she's brilliant, um, engaging, keeps me on my toes. And when we start talking story, because she's got her books, um, the Captain Jack books, which I just kind of mentioned accidentally. Uh, when we Here, start talking about, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. <laughs> she has a series of books. Uh, she the first first novel in this series is called Captain Jack. It's called The First Sin, and so she wrote it. And it's a it's a continuing series. But when I'm working on story or she's working on story, we sit on the out on the porch, and I know this is going to sound terribly sappy, but I'm so fortunate. It's like suddenly she and I just drift off into these magical fantasy worlds together because we're bouncing the ideas back and forth. And what about this? What about that? Oh, that would mean this. And that would mean this. Um, we have spent the last year stuck together in this house. And yet we haven't spent one day restricted by being in this house. That is a lesson that a lot of people should learn, could learn. You know, the thing is, and, and by the way, I've, I've talked about her, and her name is Jessica Bronner, just so that people understand that this is not like a blow-up doll. Um, <laughs> the the thing, a picture of you sitting on the porch with a blow-up doll. With a blow-up doll, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I probably actually have that picture somewhere. Um, no, you know, the thing is, is that um, one of the things that I do talk about in classes that I teach about the business, especially. And I, I will also unintentionally throw out a plug. I have a book out there about working in the business. Which is um, called? Uh, it is called... <laughs> keep I'm going to let you do the blatant plug. Well, the, the, the title of it is is not... It was a working title as a joke. And the publisher, um, who's also an incredible writer, Kevin J. Anderson, uh, he decided he liked the title, so he kept it. So the title is The Non-User-Friendly Guide... For aspiring TV writers, advice and experience from the trenches, not what you want to know, but what you need to know. That is actually the entire time. I'm so glad you kept it short because that I, just rolls off the tongue. I just refer to it as a non-user friendly guide for aspiring TV writers. And it's just basically little, you know, little things about working in the business and trying to stay in the business, the care and feeding of agents and how to work with, uh, with you know, how, how you deal with fans and how you deal with input and notes and everything. It's all the mechanical stuff. Um, but one thing I, I tell people uh, when I do these classes with up and coming um, writers or directors or actors, I tell them, you know, I'll ask them what, what their goal is. And I always get back. I want to, you know, I want to create the, the next game of Thrones or I want to be the star of a, of a Marvel's franchise. And they'll give me all these things. And when they're done, I will very arrogantly say, okay, you're all wrong. You're all wrong. And I said, and I know you just don't believe that, but I know what your goal is. I absolutely know what your goal is. Your goal is one simple thing. You want to be happy. What's going to make you miserable is trying to figure out how to do that. So I say, you know, what you need to do is keep an eye on what your core is, who you are as a person and what makes you happy. The moment this business makes you miserable, get out of it. There are better ways and easier ways to make money. 
just get out of it because you want to be happy. However you define that. And I said, for me, one of the things I've always kept in mind is that um, when you leave your apartment or your house to go to work, to go to the set, to go to the stage, to go to your office, just look back over your shoulder and take a look at the things that actually do define who you are. That's the, the significant person in your life. That's your spouse. That's your children. That's your dog. That's the things, that's that environment that is your little bubble of comfort. Remember that those are the important things. And it, I know it sounds incredibly idealistic and sappy, but I got to tell you, that's what makes you survive. That allows you to survive in this business. Do you think that happens because you're older now? Did you feel that way 40 years ago? Oh, no, I, I uh, very much did feel that. But I mean, it's it always, you know, age always gives you a certain amount of wisdom, which when you're younger, you hate to hear people tell you that. Um, so you have different ways of looking at it and different ways of expressing it. But because I will once again give credit, you know, where it's due, because I had wonderful parents. They, they were not perfect, but boy, they were dedicated to making me happy and my brother happy. Um, because of that, I was never owned by the business. Now, I had a lot of fortunate things that happened for me. Obviously, the way I broke into the business was just like, wow, what are the odds of that happening? Um, but, you know, the other part of that is I had the right attitude and I had the right material at the time. But I never allowed the business to own me. I've never allowed the money to own me. I like the money. is good stuff. But by that, what I mean is that I never allowed myself to go into debt so that I was desperate for it. And that's just, you know, again, financial decisions and keeping your eye on the ball. Um, and I have walked away from multi-million dollar deals because there were aspects of it that it just did not, that was not my core. And knowing when to walk away came from training that Steve got before he learned how to become a writer. All that and much more on the next episode of Beginnings.